0: We're in the book of Philippians, thanks Lydia, perfect, Philippians is where we're at, we're going to be in Philippians chapter 1, so if you have your Bibles, and I hope that you do, feel free to turn there, Philippians chapter 1, it's where we're going to be tonight. Um, we had some folks that were making some, not real bets, but they were like fake bets on how many are going to be here Tonight at the edge because the storm is going to chase a lot of people away, uh, and y'all didn't get the memo. So, uh, I got a very good group here. Uh, I think I won, and Tristan tied me because we both did not guess. We did not guess, right? So, um, Kaden, I don't know what that was. That was like, that was a little bit scary and sad at the same time. I just wanted to come over and give you a hug because you were grieving over something. Uh, Okay. Bring it back, people. Bring it back. Bring it back. Who wrote the book of Philippians? Paul wrote the book of Philippians. Uh, do y'all know around what year he wrote the book? Around 62, 62 AD is correct. Uh, and Paul, where, where was Paul when he wrote this, this letter to the Philippians? He was where? In pr- pr- prison. W- in what city? You might know? Rome. He was in Rome in prison. And who did he write the book to? The, the who? Philippians. Was it to everybody there or the believers there? Everybody. Okay, yeah, it was really written to the believers, written to the church. Can, can y'all remember who made up the, the who were the founding mem- members? They had their, their name engraved in a brick that was placed on, on the door, the doorway of this church because they were so important. Not really, I'm just saying that. Um who was who from Acts sixteen? Who was the founding members of this church? You remember? The jailkeeper. Jailkeeper. One. Just name one. Don't take it all. Jailkeeper and his family. Right. Lydia, a, a, Lydia, a wealthy woman from from what she we could tell, and all those that worked with her and of her her family. And we think possibly the slave girl that was, was nuts and they cast the demon out of her. Uh, and we don't hear anything else about her, but I've just got to believe something occurred there. She knew that, 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 that Paul in the name of Jesus Christ had changed her life. So, good. We're, we're going to read together in Philippians chapter 1. Our text is verse 3 to verse 11. To, to, tonight, I need everybody. Uh, make sure you don't have your phones out. Uh, and I need you to raise your right hand and repeat after me. We will, we will hang, hang with you. With you. Amen. Amen. Okay, you just told me, you just told me with your hand raised you're going to hang with me, you're going you're to stay with me. Not gonna, yeah, I only had three people come to me last week and go, sorry Pastor Dan, I fell asleep in the middle of your message and I was like, it's okay, I fell asleep too, it's okay. Uh, I don't remember a third of what I said. So, um, so Philippians Chapter 1, we're going to uh, read beginning of verse 3, and we're going to stand in honor of God's Word. We believe This is, this is God's Word to man, and, uh, and so let, let's read what we have for t- tonight. This is m- much more important than anything else I say tonight. This right here uh, is key. It says this in verse 3, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. What does the word gospel mean? Good news. Good news. Very good. Verse 8, for God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Let's pray together one more time. Dear God, we thank you for your word. I just ask for you to move and work in this place, uh, Lord. Just prepare hearts. Just to, uh, Lord, just speak to hearts. Uh, there are, are are students and it could be adults in this room that don't have a relationship with you. And God, uh, I ask that you will just begin to work in hearts and lives, even right now. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Everybody, be seated. Now I'm gonna we're gonna reread verses three through five because we're gonna sort of. Rest in three through five. Then we're going to jump to verse six, and then we're going to go through the rest. So let's, I know we just read all this big chunk, but I want to focus in on verses three through five. And this is what it says it says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Who is the you he's speaking to here? Who? Philippian believers who we we named were Lydia and not our Lydia. She's not that old uh uh the, the jailer sort of those people so he's saying i thank my god upon every remembrance of you did is he fond of them yes. if you were to say that to someone uh at, at school uh man i thank my god upon every remembrance of you what would they what would they say uh get, whoa careful stalker right um and, and but but in truth, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. We don't just say that to anybody. We, we, we say that type of statement, it's a big statement for those that we really cherish, that we really care about. So we see a little bit of, about Paul right here. Man, he loved this church. He loved the people that were there. It goes on to this, always in every prayer of mine, for, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Now, when y'all look at a text of Scripture, even apart from when Dan is up here and I, when I lead in the edge, when you read on your own, this is what I want you to do. I want you to begin to look at the text and look for key words in the text. So in this first verse, what are some key words? What, what's sort of a main big word in verse 3? Can, can, can someone give me just a... You've got it on the screen. There's, there's only like... Remembrance. Rem, remembrance. Okay, to think of remembrance. What, what else is, is a key word? God is a key word. What, what is he doing? What is he doing in this? The, what? Thank. thank. He? He's thank. I mean, I thank my God. So we see thank and God and remembrance and then of who I'm remembering is, is you. Thank it is a big term. Are, if I were to ask you on a scale of 1 to 10, don't shout it out because there's too many of you, and I, I can't just add that fast. I'm good, just not that good. And um, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 of thankfulness, where do you lie? Are you a thankful person, like thankful on everything? Are you a, mm, I don't really think of being f- thankful a whole lot. Are you a 10 or are you a 1? Just think about that right now. And I want to ask you this. What are you thankful for? Anybody? Just what are we What are we thankful for? Anybody? Just shout one thing out. Well, everybody. <laughs> wait, let's go. Okay. Okay, raise your hand. I'll point. So that grace, grace of what? Great, great, grace from God. Okay, what else? Water. water. Dude, my wife will drink water and she'll start praising the Lord. It's weird. <laughs> I love her, but I don't understand her. Coke. Coke. Thank you, son. You will get one of those soon. I, you won a prize. Sweet tea. Sweet tea. All right, we're going on to, okay, Ben. Damn. Pastor Dave Benjamin. He's got the, the Coke shirt on and he says my name. Life. Life? Good. Everyone. Everyone. Okay, good. My family. My family. Good. Yeah your parents Evan Fortnite. What? Fortnite. I cannot live without my Fortnite. Coffee? Give me my coffee, okay? One more. Food? Oh, I oh, I love you cuz I love food too. Food, 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 food is great. So, we're thankful for a lot of stuff. Now, we can put them into two two groups. Things that we're thankful for and relationships or 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 pe- people were thankful for, right? If you had to, you could only have one of these things within your life for the rest of your life, which are you going to choose, things or people? Okay, I think it's probably across the board unless things are going really bad for you. But, but across the board, we're going to choose relationships, right? And people. Because the problem is you can't have people without relationships, Is your car always going to be a new car that runs great and and it it looks sharp? It's going to fade away. And your spouse isn't always going to look as sharp as they used to. But God gives you blindness and love for them in amazing ways. My wife, though, is not like me because I've aged and she is not. So I'm not talking about my wife here because she's fantastic. Thanks, babe. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) Back here. Sorry. Sorry. We just had a little talk. There it just happens. (laughs) So, th- thankful. We would choose um, um, relationships over friends. I think so. I, I heard a quote, uh, and, um, and the quote, was, I've got it on the screen, I think. Go ahead and put it on the screen. It says this, What if you woke up today with only the things that you thank God for yesterday? Hmm. What if you woke up today, and the only things you had in your life were things that you had said to God the day before, man? Thank you. For this. What would you have? Dude, Some. if we think of that, we'd be like, dude, I wouldn't have a whole lot. Am I right? I mean, you might be like, I'd have everything. I've got it all down. But do we really take the time to be thankful? And my first point for tonight is this. Thankfulness matters. Thanks, babe, for that groan. That was great. <laughs> thankfulness matters. Can I tell you, we, we take it for granted granted that these things are within our life, but it matters. and It matters so much that in this, this letter, important letter that Paul wrote, it's one of the first things that he does. He says, man, guys, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. What huge and weight, what love he pours out to them in that, in, in that phrase. And then he goes on and talks about how he prays for them, but then he, he says, for our for, um, in verse 5, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Now, he begins to say why he's thankful and what has grown them so close. Has anyone here ever been on a mission trip before? No? no? Okay. If you haven't, that's okay. Okay. If you have, put your hands down. You know, I went on a mission trip to Africa when I was 20-something young. And um, uh. And I was there for, I think we were there for 10 weeks or 11 weeks. And can I tell you this? I went through thick and thin with this group. Our team was a group of 12, but we slept, and then it was a group of four. But we went through thick and thin. We slept in mud, dung huts. I was bitten by a spider that made my arms swell up to, like, here for, like, four days. I didn't shower for, or our whole team didn't shower for two weeks or bathe or anything. We ate rice. That had like fish guts sprinkled on top of it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you couldn't bite hard into it because it had rocks in it, so you had to just, like gum it and get it down. I lost a ton of weight, uh, and you think, well, you could afford to lose. It was when I was younger, and I was skinny before I went on the trip, and then I was like, uh, I made Liam look huge. <laughs> I mean, you know, so so so. But you know, one thing about those times that are rough. That was one of the best summers of my entire life, and the people I worked with and walked, you know we had we had we had we had gone to share Christ and to speak the truth of God and to do these things and and it was it's a bond that with them that if I think if I saw them, and I haven't seen some in years, but if I saw some of this team, I'd be like, "Ah, good to see you because these things build build, build bonds partnerships mean some some something if you're in a partnership let's define this and your business fails and your buddy is you're in partnered with that 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 he has failed do you fail yes, yes. if if he does great do you do great yes. why cuz you're partners you're in this together do we understand we are in this thing together that we are partners in the gospel. That alone should bond us together. I've got some youth. Y- y'all, y'all know Gen- Gen- Genesis and Whitney. Y'all remember them? He's come and taught some. Uh, Jim Lee and G- Giselle and Josh have come to our camps for a few years. The- these are kids that were in my youth group. And we would go out on Tuesday nights, because this is the way our church did things, and we would go knock on doors and tell people about G- Jesus. And there's nothing that is going to bond you up closer than when you are scared to death going to this strange door. The New York team, you know what I'm talking about, because you've done if you've been on the New York trip, you have lived this out and you don't know how this is going to go down, if they're going to swing at you or spit at you, or you're going to get tased. I mean, it's it's scary, but you still go forward and do it. There's there there isn't a bond that is much better than that bond that you begin to build. Those Jen and Whit and Giselle and Josh, mean, I still talk to them, and they, they will they will call me, and it's there's a fondness, there's a relationship there. Why? Because we're partners in the gospel, partner. You know that's an important important step for us to have. You know it reminds me of of, and this this movie is eighty years old, I believe now. The Wizard of Oz. Have you all ever seen The Wizard of Oz? Right? And it's like, we're off to see. Right? That's what they do. Right? And and so then they're all l- 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 linked up. There's the tin man. I could have picked some of y'all to fill these roles, but I was like, I won't put them on the spot. Uh, because we've got the tin man who doesn't have a heart. Right? You've got the scarecrow that doesn't have a... The cow- cowardly lion that doesn't have... Courage. 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 Right? He does that. And so they link arms and... And so they first are like, we're off to see the wizard. You know, they're doing all this stuff. I, that, that's a very fun thing to do at theme parks when you're trying to get from one ride to the next to get a group of people and start to do that. Next time we go to a park, I'll be glad to be a part of that with you if you'd like to partake as long as you know what you're doing. Um, but they get to a, a spot where they go, it, it gets dark, and they're scared. And they're not sure if they should go into the dark forest or not, but that's where the path leads them. And what do they say? Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. my, Right. They go lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Right. They do this as they walk. And it's pretty cool if you watch it. They're all in sync when they do it. It's fun to do it at a park, too. I'm glad to do that as (laughs) well. But those things, can I tell you, when you are going, when God says, I want you to move forward and you've got three friends out of 70 that will go with you. And you link up arms just like that, and you go, I'm freaking scared. I don't know. I don't know what. And you move forward. Partners in the gospel. It's the most beautiful thing you can be a part of. And so, as you think, why is he thankful? Because they were partners in the gospel. Through thick and thin, they were with him. They, 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 when it was scary, they were with him. This is what my, my prayer for each one of you is that you will have two or three friends, at least two or three friends in this group that will be partners with you in the gospel. Because you have no idea what you can do when you press forward, even when it's scary to move. You have no idea. Um, thankfulness matters. That was all under the point of thankfulness matter. Okay, Are you still with me? Y'all, y'all, y'all are, are are doing well. Uh, I've just run through all of my... my, my that, I don't even know what points I'm on right now. Philippians 1 verse 6 says this, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Point one was thankfulness matters. Okay? Thankfulness matters. Can we... If you do one thing, once you've learned one thing from t- tonight, it's this. Lord, help me to be thankful. Help me to be thankful for people in my life. You know, what's great is when I prepare to teach and do stuff like this, it forces me to meditate and to chew on it. And so I've got to really text and call some people who have just meant the world to me and go, hey, thank you. Thank you for just being a part of my life. Uh, when I think of you, I think of this verse. You know, and so it's been really... Great conversation. Thankfulness matters. Point two, God is not finished with you yet. Everybody repeat after me, God, God is not finished, is not finished with, me yet. with me yet. Do you understand when you come to faith in Jesus Christ if you've come to that point and you're in this room and you've come to that point and you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, it doesn't end there. It it actually starts there and it and it runs forward. There's a You know, there's sometimes you read, do you ever read books of guys and they're really smart and they just sound smart? And you're like, man, people don't write or think this way. Or you don't read this thing from someone who was born in the last 75 years, but if they were born way back, they write in some pretty cool ways. No, probably not. I've got something that I just think it's cool because look at that verse again, verse 6. It says... um, let me make sure I've, I've got my, my verse right here. It says, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. There's a guy named F.B. Meyer. that There's a quote that I've got. It's going to go on the screen and so you can read it. It says this, we go into an artist's studio and there are unfinished picture, pictures covering large can, 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 can canvases and suggesting great Design, but which have been left either because of the genius was incompetent to complete the work or because paralysis laid the hand low in death. But as we go into God's great workshop, we find nothing that bears the mark of haste or insufficiency of power to finish. And we are sure that the work which His grace has begun, the arm of His strength will complete. Can I tell you this? God is faithful to complete The good work in you, God is faithful to complete it. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and you are you are you are trying to walk and to 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 live for Him, God is not going to leave you where you are. The problem is this: some of you, God's saying, get in the game, and you're just sitting there on on the bench. You're just going, man. Well, you know, I'll get in the game later. I'll, I'll do it in a little while. Now it's just not the right time. I'm just not in the mood right now. And the problem is life is going to pass you by, and you're never going to get up. You are never going to get up. That doesn't mean that, that you weren't even initially, that you weren't saved. But God doesn't want you just to be saved. He wants you to be sanctified. Everybody say, sanctified. 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 Okay, big word there. Sanct- sanctified. Now, now this is how God works. When we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, right? And in him alone, God forgives our sins. He cancels the debt that we owe. It's forgiven. It's in. so we're justified. Say just, just justified. Don't say it like me. Don't stutter on it. Everybody say justified. justified. Okay. I knew some of you were right. Like, oh yeah, we're going to give this time. Um, justified. Okay. That, that means that we are made right. When we, are, we put our faith in Christ, our sin debt is paid, and we're justified that we are made right relationship with God through the blood of Jesus Christ, and that alone. As faithful followers of Christ, God doesn't just leave us enslaved to sin. Because I don't know about you, but man, slim, slim. sin is sticky and messy, and it, it can just suck you in. And you can just stay in it so easy. But God is in the process of sanctifying us through the, the, the Holy Spirit. And you know what that means? It means making us holy, setting us apart. God is at work. Now, we can fight against it. All, all all your life, you can fight against it. And if you fight against it all your life, I'm not sure if you really were justified in the first place. Because when we experience the grace of God's forgiveness, something sticks there where we're going, man, I had a taste of this, and I know who God is. It's much better where I've been. We can fall into sin. We're just not going to stay there all the time. Sanctify us. And then one day, one day, you'll be glorified. You know what that means? No more sin. No more tears. No more hurt. No more pain. When we leave our bodies here, when death comes or Jesus comes back, we're glorified. So He justifies, He sanctifies, and He glorifies. God is continually at work. God is not finished with you yet. But don't sit down. Move forward. Don't miss it. Verse 7, ready? Here it goes. Is it right for me to feel this way about all of you? Because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace." both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. Do y'all think Paul deeply loves these people? Okay. Once again, he's just saying the same thing almost in verse three through five. He comes back here in verse seven and goes, dude, I love you guys. And can I tell you something? Um, I think it is very important. And you might think, no one really cares about what I say. I'm just a kid. I'm, I'm young. No one really, really, it won't make an impact. It is very important um, to speak thankfulness and appreciation into the lives of the, the, the people uh, around you. Very important. You know, you hear um, when someone dies unexpectedly, you always hear this from someone in the family, they go, oh, I just wish I could have told them how I felt about them. You, you, and you don't sometimes hear that. If it's an unexpected death, you, you always hear that. And no one's guaranteed tomorrow or the next day. We only have what we have right here, right now. Be thankful. We need to show it, show our appreciation. Even if you think, man, I'm just too young. No one cares. Let's go to verse 9. Y'all are doing great. Hang with me a little more. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure or sincere and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now, he's told them how much he loves them, partners in the gospel. And then he says this, and it's my prayer. He says, first of all, that your love may abound more and more. And you know, so he doesn't say for your, 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 your fellow man, he says, I want your love to abound to be much more in all, all, not, all not knowledge, that's, that's the things of God and discernment, being aware of how, how to work these things of God. And when we have, our love abounds more and more in what we know of God and, and how we work through God, when it abounds more and more, we're going to love everybody around us. Love is an outpouring Of that, It's not just the people that we get along with or that don't get on our last nerve. It's everybody we're going to love. So love will abound. It will prove what is excellent as well. And then he says this line. We're going to sort of stick on this line. He says this. So we can discern or see what is best and may be sincere and blameless or pure and blameless until the day of Christ Jesus. Now, we all want to look good, right? Anybody here not want to look good? Man, I just want to look awful in front of my peers. I just want to be like everybody, be like Ugh, the whole time. And no one. Some people act like that, and they'll sometimes girls will paint their nails black and go goth and all this weird stuff. But really, no one likes to be sort of shunned or, or or put aside. We all want to be liked. I know this because of this. Now, if you have got black males, I'm not trying to hate. On you. I didn't. I haven't seen anybody. So, so that was just. oh, Sorry. I'll, I'll pray for you. No, I'm kidding. Um, No, I'm kidding. You're good. Um, You know how I know we all want to look good? Because we've got this, uh, not phenomenon, it's this um, epidemic uh, in our society called selfies. Am I right? Am I right? Very rarely do you see a guy trying to put a triple chin selfie up. I'm really good at it. Um, but but it's rare, rare, this guy like trying to look like all all we don't white like selfies we we, we we want to look look good now now take a look at um, some of these selfies for instance I like this one this guy's really got it going on he he nailed it he's like I'm going to hold the sun or moon or whatever it is in my and he tried to look like he tried to do it himself and his but or his friend was like I've got you perfect you know that's what I, I would have done so I, I like I like this one. I like this one, uh, it looks like those teeth could leave a mark, you know what i 'm saying uh, so but that's a great that, that 's a great great, great shot of her. Uh, I like this one too, okay, go ahead and stop on this one there 's a fire in the airplane i 'm taking a selfie, right so this guy at least he had his pri- priorities for himself straight. Let me take a shot because uh, he 's not too concerned, but smoke is not a very good thing in an airplane uh, there 's a couple more. Uh, I like this one. This tra- traffic ug, and it shows in her her shades the reflection. She's in an open road. There's no <laughs> traffic at all. You know, so I know you're like some people could lie when, when they do this stuff. <gasps> yeah, all the time. Yeah, that most of it is a lie. Okay, mo- okay. Look at this one. There you go. Now look what he's doing with his arm in in the background in the mirror. He's p- pushing the python. The little <laughs> Baby Python, not even a Python. Up, oh, okay. Look at this. This one, this girl. My my boyfriend keeps taking selfies of me. Um, this one I sort of just like because I, I like it. Look at this guy and the squirrel. And look at the guy. The squirrel's on his back. He's, he's 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 running because the squirrel is now attacking him on his back. Think, oh, that's a that's like squirrel wins the revenge right there. All right, so, dude, we, we are full of ourselves. And so, point one is thankfulness matters. Point two is God is not finished with me yet. Point three, this will make so much sense for you, live without wax. Okay? Now, you hear me? Live without wax. Deal? All right, we ready to pray and, and we'll, be, we'll be dismissed? I think this point actually may stick. You, you, might, you, you might go, okay. Um, the end of verse 10 says this. Look at verse 10. It says this. And so be pure and, or sincere and blameless for the day of Christ. This is our goal. This is his end goal. This is what he wants the people that he loves the most, it seems like, in this world. This is what he wants them to get. Hey, at the end of all this, as you've done these things, be pure and blameless until the day of Christ Jesus. Man, just, just that's your goal. That's where you want to be. Um, the word sincere or pure there is a Greek word that is, it, it, it sounds out, I'm just going to do Greek just for a second because I'm so, such a, a, a scholar. Um, alikrenes. Everybody say, Alec- alik. Alec- Renes. Renes. Okay, alik-renes. alikrenes. Okay, so you've learned a, a Greek word. Okay. That is we um, we define it as um, pure or sincere. It actually means in the greek that 's a Greek word it actually means judged by sunlight, okay so who excuse me, sorry, sorry no, i am kidding so a judge by su- sunlight, so what does that mean in ancient Rome fine pot- pot- pottery was a big deal, okay, and they would make it very very thin, and then they would put it into their, their own kiln type of thing, fire, for it to heat up and become hard and become pot- pottery and to be finished. And a lot of times when they would put it in there, it was so thin that it would develop cracks in it. And so it wouldn't look that great. But some of these, 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 these guys who owned the shops, they'd worked so hard to get this stuff done, what they would do is they would take wax, and they would smear wax in the cracks. Don't put wax in your cracks. <laughs> Sorry, that's breast free In the cracks of the vase, okay? They would take the wax, and they would, they, they would fill in the cracks, and then they would paint it, and they would put it out for folks to buy. And they, some people would see it, and it would look great, and it looked fine, and they would buy it, But when they took it home and they had it outside in the sunlight, the sunlight would melt the wax. The paint would drip off, the the wax would melt, and the cracks would be revealed. If you were a reputable or honest seller of pottery, you would put the words sine sera, which is Latin, you stamp that on, the, on the, the, the bottom of all your work. Sine sera, that means without wax. What does sine sera sound like? Sincere, do, do we sort of see that? Okay, yeah. So you're going, what does that mean for me? This is what it means. Young people, like adults, many times... You live a double life. We live a double life. We go to church on Sundays or Wednesday nights. We look good. Hey, I'm there. I serve. I, I, I help sing. I do this. I do that. And then we say we love Jesus, but then Monday through Saturday, we live for ourselves. Everything else is out the window. Uh, church comes back around, or the church crowd, and we 've got to make sure we look good and talk good and we 're talking right, and all that stuff. so we take wax and we we, we fill these cracks within our life these, these rough scars that sin makes because sin, sin leaves cracks and scars every time, and so we 've got to hide it we 've got to make sure that we 're looking good, and so from far away at church, we look fantastic, no one has any idea that we have gone astray, and we're okay. It's okay. I'm good. Only when they get close do they really begin to possibly see the fractures that are within your life. And he's saying to them right here, hey, hey guys, live without wax. How do we see if wax is there? How do we see if the cracks are there? This is how... Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, I don't think I've got that, Noah, do I? Not on the screen. Um, Hebrews 4, verse 12 says this, because this is what brings cracks in our lives to light. For the Word of God is living and active. The Word of God, living and active. This is the Word of God. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So what what shows if there are cracks in the life, it's it's really when you're judged not by the S-U-N, sunlight, it's by the S-O-N, sun light in him. And this is what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Do I have that one or no? I left all these out. I want you to turn there. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is the last part we've got for, for tonight because I want you to see this. Second Corinthians chapter 4, beginning of verse 5. Sorry, we don't, I, don't, I didn't put the words in there for the screen. But this is what it says. And I want you to just hang with me just for a couple more minutes. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. picture, because this is what it says. Hey, hey, you, everybody in this room, you know what you are in this story? You are, you're a jar of clay. And jars of clay are weak. They're not strong. They develop cracks. But he says, do you know what you're supposed to do when you have these cracks in your life? Don't gob it with max and cover it over and act like you're perfect and you've never made a mistake he says, Let the light of Jesus shine out through your cracks. Let him take the weak things in your life and use them for his strength. That is what we should do. But we've got to live without wax. We've got to quit coming to church and going, It's okay. I can live this way because uh, I'm doing, I'm at least, I love God some of the time. So I'm doing all right. I'm okay. I'm okay. You're not okay. You are not okay. You're on a road. That is not good. And as Paul talks to those that he loves so dear, and live a life, his greatest hope is they they will be pure and blameless until the day of Christ in Jesus. My prayer for us is that we will be pure and blameless until the day of Christ Jesus. Live without wax. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for this youth group, uh, this chance for us just to meet. Together, to talk about your word and your truth, God may we not live a double life, uh, but may we be serious about our faith, May we be thankful and understand that it it matters to be thankful and let others know about it. Lord, may we un- understand that you are not finished with us yet, just because we may have been saved. There is so much that we that you want uh, us to do in, in you. Uh, God, give us the courage to follow wherever you lead. And God, when we uh, do start to hide things, help us have friends that that will come alongside of us, that will, one, point it out and help us to be receptive to hear them and not push them away. Uh, In Jesus' name I pray, amen.